Welcome to this podcast. My name is Christoph Rumpel and I'm your host. Before we call it a day, let's talk about... My streaming setup and tips. I started streaming about four months ago and until now I have 12 streams in total and this would be around 25 hours of being live. So I thought I have already a little bit of experience and some things that I want to share with you. So we're going to talk about my setup and I'm always going to share with you tips that I already collected on the way. Okay, cool. So what does my setup look like? So first, um, the software that I'm using for streaming is called StreamYard. So what's special about StreamYard is it's not an application that you need to download, like OBS, for example. It's something that you can use right from the web. And this makes it extremely simple and useful to start with streaming because, yeah, you go on the website, you log in, you register, and then you can, yeah, start streaming. You can stream to YouTube and to Twitch. Um, there is a free version that you can use. With the free version, you can only use one streaming channel. So for example, only YouTube or only Twitch, which I think is totally fine for beginning. And you're also limited in the output. So if you want to output 1080p, so if you want better resolution, you have to buy or pay for the subscription model, which is and the professional version is $39 per month. So that's what I'm using now. But for starting, I use the free version. And I think it's perfect for, yeah, just give it a try. See if streaming is something that you like, that you enjoy, that you want to invest more time. And I didn't know that at the beginning. So that's why I use this free version. And yeah, I think StreamYard is very cool for this. So besides the software, um, I have a microphone, I have a camera and I have lights. So these are three important things that um, yeah, always come into my mind when I think about streaming. So let's start with the microphone. When I started streaming four months ago, I was using the Hypercast Quad. No, what is it called? Let me check again. <laughs> it's called hyper yeah hyper x quadcast so it's a gaming and streaming microphone which i really like because it looks really nice and yeah i was using this and now i'm using the shure mv7 which is a new microphone and is a little bit more expensive i think it costs around 250 dollars something like that so yeah so it's more already like a little professional microphone but of course you can yeah, start with any microphone that you already have. If you have AirPods, use them. They are good too. Okay, what's next? Camera. Yeah, so camera is always a big discussion point when it comes to streaming. Of course, the best quality you would get with a full camera like any Sony camera, which yeah, costs around $500,000, $700,000 or yeah, having a full camera for streaming is nice, but it's quite expensive. You always need a lens, you always need a mount. So um, for a really good camera, you have to put in like at least $500, but maybe more like $1,000. So 
So again, for me, I didn't didn't knew if I wanted to keep streaming, so I I'm just using my iPhone. So there are a few apps which you can use to make your iPhone like a streaming camera. So I've started with what was the first one called? I I can remember the name of the first one, but what I use now is called Camo. So C A M O and there's a studio app that you download for your computer and there's an app for the phone which you load on the phone also here i think there is a free version that you can use with less quality and then you have to pay um, it's not that much if you want to get the full um, 1080p resolution so that's um, what you get you you can't make use of the 4k resolution which also don't make sense for streaming in my opinion Okay, so that's what I'm using for the camera. I wanted to use my iPhone because I already have this and I can use it and I think it looks much better than just using your built-in webcam, but of course you can use that as well. Okay, so we have the software, we have the microphone and the camera, so next are lights. Yeah, um, lights are very important for streaming because yeah, um, they define how good the quality of your camera look like. So this means the better uh, lights you have, the better quality your stream and your camera image will have. So I'm using an Elgato Keylight Air. So this is one lamp. It's also not too cheap. I think it's around 150 euros. So which is yeah kind of expensive for a lamp, you would say. But um, I really like this one and I use it for all my calls, for all my online talks and presentations so yeah that's why i think it's very important to have some good lights I and mean, if you don't have those lights you can use yeah, any lamps um, which you can find at home and you can if they are too too strong if you put them directly in your face you can point them at the wall and then the light gets reflected and just play around um, with some of those but yeah i think it's important to have a a good image and you can do this very easily also with some cheap solutions okay then for my camera and for my microphone i'm using two microphone arms which is really nice because so i'm very flexible in how to position myself so i always like to stand up while i'm doing my podcast or while streaming i also have a standing desk for that and yeah, also with the camera on the microphone arm, I'm very flexible in how I want the angle of the view to be like. So I think this is also a good idea. Um, but there are also some kind of mounts you can buy for the microphone, but also for cameras. Okay, so that's my technical setup, which I'm now using for four months. So I haven't changed anything about that except the microphone, which is now the Shure MV7 but besides that everything is the same and yeah I'm still pretty happy with the setup especially with StreamYard because it's very easy to use and especially at the beginning you just want to get started and you don't want to think about all the settings and inlays and everything that you can do with other software like OBS so I think StreamYard is a really nice de decision just to start and see if you even enjoy um, streaming. Next, I also wanted to yeah, share some of the tips that I have already collected on the way while streaming. So the first one I have here on my list, um, 
I'm actually currently looking at the blog article that I also wrote about streaming, which will be um, released soon as well. You can find this on my blog, christoph-rumpel.com, and it will be called What I Learned from My First 12 Live Streams. And part of this blog post are also some tips here, which I want to share with you now. First, I'd recommend you starting easy because live streaming by itself is already nerve wracking. And if you have to think about all those settings and special things that you can do around your streams, then um, yeah, it gets complicated right from the beginning. But what you really want to do is you want to start easy, focus on the content, on live streaming itself. And then if you like it, you can improve your setup. So um, use something very simple. Also choose a simple topic to start with um, for your live stream and then everything will be much easier and you can go on from there. Next, what I did and what I also recommend is make a test stream. So just do a stream where you invite some people, tell them on Twitter, hey, I'm doing this stream, please um, join me and yeah, give me some feedback. I want to check my camera, my microphone. Maybe you want to test the software which you're using for streaming and um, test some of the buttons and feature that the software brings with it. And yeah, I think that's a good starting point to get yourself in the position of doing a live stream, but without thinking about coding and the content itself. You're just checking all the tools that you're using and yeah, you already get some feedback from from the viewers and you maybe yeah maybe they stay for the next streams as well so make a test stream and just um, check that everything is working as expected and bring yourself into the situation um, of doing a live stream before starting coding and then doing really the content or what you want to do in your stream then next always try to have a specific topic in mind or a plan for your stream so what do you want to do inside the stream? Um, write a good description so that everybody knows, okay, you are doing this or that in the stream and then people can decide, oh, yeah, I think this could be interesting. I want to um, join. But also for you, it will be much easier if you already have a plan for, yeah, for the stream. How do you want to start? Do you already have some features in mind which you want to implement or maybe if you want to do a package or maybe you just want to discuss something? If you have a plan, people and your viewers will recognize this as well and it will feel much more comfortable for them being in your stream. So yeah, pick a topic and think about um, what you want to do first. Then one of the most important tips that I have is be prepared to fail. Yeah, while coding, we often run into yeah, some issues and then we have to deal with them. But of course, everything will be much more difficult if people are watching you. And that's what streaming is about. People will be watching you and you will run into some issues. So it's good to bring yourself and your mind already in the position of there will be issues and that's okay. That's how it is. That's how life is. That's how coding is. And then you have to deal with them like you would do without um, the audience. So maybe you will Google it, but since you already have some viewers there, you can ask them as well. And um, the chance is pretty high that some of the viewers might have a solution for this. So that's why I think it's important to yeah, bring yourself and your mind already in the situation that things are going to fail and that's totally okay. That's totally normal. Um, you don't have to be embarrassed. Um, yeah, just be honest and 
try to um, talk about what the issue is, what you think it could be about. Maybe then some viewers have some ideas or they, or you can discuss some possible solution and that's totally fine. And that's also what people are here in the first place because if they want to see a perfect video tutorial, they go on YouTube and just find one which is cut perfectly. But they are watching your live stream because they want to see you working live they want to see you running into issues yeah it's it's like that they want to see how you deal with those issues because that's really beneficial for them watching too because first they see that you're um that you are only human too but yeah it's also interesting to see how other people are dealing with issues and then we can um, learn from each other and i think that's what live streaming is about we try to learn from each other then with live streaming, you will also need a second monitor. So I'm usually working with just one external monitor and my laptop is closed because I much prefer working on just one screen, but you will definitely need two screens for live stream because there's one screen that you want to share with the people. So maybe you're showing your IDE, PHP Storm, you may be showing some browser or your terminal. And then you have your second screen, which people um, I'm not seeing and here you have your streaming software. So in my case, I will have StreamYard on my second screen and here I can see the comments from people which um, the, uh, the viewers can't see immediately or I see my settings. I can see this is called um, uh, Broadcast Studio in StreamYard and I have all my settings and I can yeah change things, share something and also show some comments or invite other people. So that's why important that's why that's why it is important to have a second monitor next to you. Next it's also interesting to think about what type of streamer do you want to be and what kind of streams you want to provide. So currently I've seen two different types. The one I call one directional stream. So this means one person is streaming and the others are just listening. And mostly those streamers, they maybe don't talk too much. You can just see what they do, but they don't explain everything and they don't um, reply to answers. So it's just like if there was a camera and you can watch them um, working. And that's fine too, but I mostly don't enjoy these kind of streams because I really much more like the second option, which I call bi-directional streams. So this means the communication is going in both ways. That's also what I do explain all the time, what I do, what are my thoughts, why I'm doing this, why I'm doing that. And then people have questions and then we talk about them. We discuss, discuss possible solutions or issues, or maybe they have some questions. And yeah, that's what I really like about streaming, having those, those interactions with the audience. And I think that's what I enjoy the most. And yeah, give it a thought what what type of stream you want to do first because I think it's also important for the audience to know that. Then what I've read before on many other blog posts that consistency is key for live streaming. So try to find some days or some time slots where you want to stream and try to do this like every week, every month and yeah, keep it consistent because it will be much easier for people um, to follow you because you know on every Friday this guy is streaming and I yeah I want to be there as well 
For me currently I try to stream every Monday in the afternoon but yeah it's also still difficult for me with my work to make it happen every week and it's also difficult to think about the time slot when you want to do a stream because my audience people who follow me on Twitter they are yeah, from everywhere around the world and of course um, yeah time is different everywhere and it's hard to find a time slot that fits everyone so that's why I'm still trying to figure out what works best and I also try to figure out what works best for me because yeah in the end it's also about um, me and when is a good time for me to live stream. The next tip is also about communication and it's called repeat yourself. So it's very similar if you do a talk or if you're presenting if like someone from the audience have a question and then you always should repeat the question because you don't know if there's um, a video being made of your presentation but then you don't hear um, the, the user from the audience asking a question. So that's why it's always important to repeat the question so that everybody is on the same page and also the other people in the audience and then you can discuss and reply. And the same rule you should follow while doing live streams. So if you see some comments um, in the chat, um, try to repeat the comments so that everybody knows what you're talking about when you try to repeat or answer the question or provide some feedback. And last, it's important to prepare yourself for every stream. When I started streaming, I created a little list and it's now pretty long with a lot of things that I need to take care of when starting a live stream. So um, I want to share this with you today. So first I'm going to restart my computer, which is always um, good if you want to do something very performance heavy like live streaming. Second, I bring my desk into the standing position because I yeah, I try to stand for every talk and streaming when I do because I think it feels more natural also for me speaking when I stand up. Then on the computer I activate the do not disturb mode so that I don't, that you don't see any of those notifications that might pop up. I also enable the airplane mode on my phone so that nobody can call me. Then I also prepare my lights. So as mentioned, I have my Elgato key light which I activate and position but I also check um, about the light in my room so if it's sunny outside I might to yeah change something about the light inside my room as well so this is different for every time of the day as well. Then what I also have is I have some background music which I like to have during my streams and yeah it turns out it's not that easy to make this possible to yeah, um, also share the background music. So what I use is an app called Loopback. And what this app does is it just combines my microphone and the specific app, like the music app, which I use. And then it creates a virtual output device, or you could also say input device. But then this device is what you can check when you select your microphone. And now people will not only hear what I speak into the microphone, but also I can loop in some music. So I really think it's more enjoyable if you have some background music. Then also what I do for every presentation where I do code is I'm changing the resolution of my shared screen to 1280 by 720 um, retina mode. So this means it's twice 
um, twice this resolution. So it's a retina screen. And I think it's very important for people to can read your code easily. And what I see most people doing is just increasing the font size. And yeah, this works to some extent, but if you then swap the application, then you bring in your browser, then your browser is too small as well, then you need to increase the browser as well, then maybe um, you show the menus at the top of your operating system and they are super small. So I like to have this all consistent. So that's why I changed the re resolution because now every app on the screen will be big enough for people to read. Then also what I have created for PHP Storm is a custom theme with custom font size so that it's yeah good enough for people to read. And then I'm going to make sure that on my second screen, I have a different browser. Um, for me, I'm using StreamYard on Chrome and on the screen that I share, I'm using the Brave browser. I'm using two different browsers because if I switch from my IDE to the browser, then I can always select the correct browser window. But if I would have um, StreamYard on, one, on the same browser, like I'm showing my application, then I could run into issues where the wrong browser window is being selected because it's from the same browser um, application. Also, what's interesting for me, I'm having a shortcut, which is Command R on PHP Storm for showing my recent files. And I ran into some issues while streaming where um, I was focused on my Chrome browser where I had StreamYard, but I thought it was already inside my browser again. And then I pressed Command R. And of course, um, what happens if you are on your browser, you reload the page. And that's not so fun because then for a few seconds, people won't see you anymore because yeah, the streaming software runs inside the browser. So what I did in order to prevent this, I changed the shortcuts for the Chrome browser just to make sure that when I hit Command R that I don't reload the page anymore. And since I'm using Brave for my default browser, I don't have any issues with those situations. Then when I'm entering StreamYard and starting uh, a broadcast, I always test my microphone, the lights and the camera. So that's when you enter the so-called broadcast studio. That's where you can do this. And then I also see like the image from the camera and there will also check if I maybe have to clean up my room or if anything in the back is distracting, then I will change this as well. And then last, I always prepare some water so that I make sure that I have some water here to drink in between. And I also have a note to find the cap so that I'm always wearing a cap for my streams. Okay, so that was my current setup for streaming. As mentioned, I haven't changed it in the last four months. So I think I'm yeah, pretty pleased with it so far. And these were also the tips that I wanted to share with you, which I collected in this last month while doing my first 12 live streams. I'm planning to keep streaming for the rest of the year because I really enjoy it. And I think it's very interesting for me and my audience to interact and yeah, I also like not being alone and having some other developers around, which I usually don't have because I usually work alone. So I keep collecting all those tips and experience while I'm doing next streams. And maybe I will do a follow up after my first year of streaming where I 
um, hopefully be able to share some more tips. As mentioned, I have also this blog article called What I Learned from My First 12 Livestreams, where I provide even more information and also some pictures about my setup. So if you want to take a look what my setup looks like, um, find it on my website, christoph-rumpel.com. Thanks again for listening, happy streaming, and hear you the next time. 